Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey, pharmacy community, this is Todd Yuri, the host of the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm excited to have a returning guest and sponsor of the Pharmacy Podcast Show, um, Mr. Brad Jones. And um, Brad is a, is a real champion in our business. Um, he is the founder, president of Retail Management Solutions, which is um, a pharmacy point of sale system in technology. But more than that, they're real providers and real um, uh, developers of solutions that really help a pharmacy business grow more so than just POS. And that's some of the knowledge that they bring to the table. I'm a follower of their blog, um, and uh, Mike Gross and team uh, write a bunch of um, articles that really help to, to get a, um, a pharmacy owner thinking. I like the, the lat- latest posting, which is, is Walgreens headquarters moving to Switzerland good for your pharmacy? really gives you something to think about. But today's subject, really want to get uh, this out. I'm going to blast this out through all of our social media channels, and that is the subject of credit card safety and fraud and the technology to do so and something called EMV Secure Chip and the introduction of that. So without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Brad Jones. How are you doing today, Brad? Great, Todd. Thanks for having me today. You're very welcome. You've been on the show several times. You're one of the um, one of our greatest sponsors. We so much appreciate what you do for the Pharmacy Podcast and getting good content out there to pharmacy owners. Um, you were the sponsor of the 100th Pharmacy Podcast, <laughs> which I think is the uh, last uh, time you were on the show. We so much appreciate that. And then you've also been a sponsor for the RX Chat uh, T-shirt, which is all about uh, getting good conversation started and, and discussion started. Uh, on Twitter, which is um, also founded by the uh, group uh, RX Wiki, but today, Brad, I'm bringing you on as a subject matter expert to really give us a heads up as to what this is all about. What is EMV Secure, and what does this mean for a pharmacy owner who's obviously using uh, credit cards for uh, their own business and transactions? Well, this is uh, you know this is another this is one of those topics where there's a lot of information out on the internet, and I, I encourage people to go out and, and take a look at the internet. Um, there's also some misinformation um, out there from what would, what you think was uh, very reliable sources from time to time. So there was just recently an article in in Forbes uh, that had one piece of misinformation. Um, I was looking at a uh, on FoxBusiness.com about EMV. Um, and there's a piece of misinformation in there as well. Um, so anyway, we'll kind of clear some of that up, uh, talk a little bit about EMV um, and credit card security in general and, and the direction things are headed because as I think everybody's aware, fraud is a huge, huge problem. Um, and uh, the United States has the most, is, is the, the, the biggest market when it comes to credit cards uh, in the world. Um, and uh, so, you know, and a lot of fraud is going on here that has been uh, stopped or vastly reduced in Europe and uh, in and in Canada. Uh, EMV started there uh, in Europe. Um, in fact, uh, it's old technology, which 
which I think many of us ask, why are we using technology that came about in 1995? I don't think we would typically do that. There's some newer technology that I think many of us think would be uh, more fitting, uh, but uh, the brand um, card um, people, uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, um, are all all are all pushing EMV. Um, EMV actually stands for EuroPay MasterCard Visa, where it was created back in '95, um, and uh, it was uh, in Europe uh, to. Its sole purpose, in, in fact, is to stop the duplication of credit cards. Um, in fact, there's a in the in the Fox Business News article, it starts off by talking about in the wake of large numerous large-scale data breaches and increased rates of counterfeit card fraud, and goes on. And just by that paragraph, it would suggest to the to the reader that this would stop large-scale data breaches. But in fact, it doesn't do anything for for large-scale data breaches. It would not have uh, stopped the Target data breach or Michaels or Sears or any other data breach. Um, all that EMV does is uh, make it virtually impossible to duplicate or counterfeit cards. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so that's one of the pieces I think that is very misunderstood by the average uh, consumer and merchant. Um, they, you know, that I think people believe that this will stop data breaches and it doesn't do that. There is technology out there that will do that. We'll talk a little bit about that technology here in a bit. Um, so EMV um, is where you have a chip in your car, in your credit card. Most U.S. consumers don't have any cards uh, like that at this point. Um, there's over 1.1 billion uh, credit cards issued in the United States. Um, and uh, almost none of them currently uh, have a chip in, embedded. Those cards will start rolling out, and some of them have started rolling out. More and more will be rolling out over the, the course of the next, uh, uh, the next 12 months. Um, there's a, a large question as to uh, you know, how long it will take for this rollout to occur. Canada um, has been doing this uh, rolled out eight years ago and they only have a 50% adoption rate right now. Uh, Europe took a similar amount of time. Um, the United States being so such a large market, um, it, there, there's all kinds of guesses. Listening to different experts, some will say, some say that it'll happen quicker here. Uh, others say that it, you know, it'll take longer. So we'll do, time will just tell. But uh, one of the things that is different, and what when you think about the chip in the card, most people have heard about this, and they hear chip and pin. So you you uh, insert the card, and then you put in a pin like you do with a debit card today. Um, in the United States, that the chip and pin concept probably for most most people uh, they will not use chip and pin right away. Um, the chip will be inserted into the, or will be in the card. Uh, the card will be. Um, will be put into the into the uh, uh, unit to be read um, with the pin or with the chip rather um, but the, it'll ask for a signature rather than a pin um, so there'll be some confusion in that uh, there can be uh, cards can be issued as chip and pin or chip and signature and most processors in the United States are not currently capable uh, of doing chip and pin um, so most will actually start with chip and signature. Um, the security on them is basically the same. 
But um, in one case, obviously, you have to enter the PIN number. In the other case, you, you're still allowed to do the signature. The thing about the technology is that, that it's that microchip in the, in the uh, card that makes it secure and, and not so much the PIN. The PIN adds a little bit of an extra layer of security, um, but it's the, it's the microprocessor in that card that creates the, the greatest amount of security and makes it impossible to, to counterfeit. So as a, as a pharmacy owner, someone who's doing, obviously, commerce, uh, a tremendous amount of that commerce is happening and transactions are happening with credit card, I'm sure, for co-pays, things that are happening out front. Uh, your point of sale is extremely important. It's, it's really the, um, you know, the heart of the commerce side of the business. Um, what is the heads up? What is the um, aspects of bringing to the attention of pharmacy owners what they need to do to ensure uh, or to be better insured that their customers are, are protected and that they're not the ones causing uh, some of these issues based on the technology that they're using? Well, the, uh, when it comes to DMV, as I mentioned, DMV doesn't do anything to protect a data breach. Um, so target would, you know, the target situation, Michael's, Sears, those situations would not have been stopped by AMV. There is a technology out there that's, that's referred to uh, as end-to-end -end encryption or P2P, point-to-point encryption, depending on who is providing this, where at the time you swipe a card, um, the, the actual piece of hardware that you swipe it with uh, immediately encrypts the card and that card is not decrypted until it gets to the processor where it's, where it's decrypted and processed. And then an approval and token is sent back to the merchant. So at, there's no time in the, from the moment that the person swipes their card, there's no time that the point of sale system or the merchant has the credit card information. Um, this makes a breach impossible. Um, so it, there's no data, there's no possibility of a data breach in that kind of a scenario. Um, that doesn't is not part of EMV. Um, so uh, it, and I think that although the credit card, um, the brand card manufacturers, Visa, Mastercard, American Express, are not pushing end-to-end uh, -end encryption. Um, the uh, the a lot of merchants and a lot of businesses are doing that, and a lot of processors are doing that. Um, people don't want there's the the upside to end in it, to end to end encryption is that um, it changes your scope for what's called PCI DSS. That's the payment card uh, industry's security standards that all merchants have to live up to. And to give you an idea, of the difference um, this. By by removing by not storing or having any credit card information, um, unencrypted credit card information uh, on your systems or on your network, um, you reduce your the scope of of uh, compliance with PCI DSS from a 200 page uh, document that or not 200 page 200 question document that you have to complete as a merchant annually to a 40 question document uh, and the and the 200 page document you have to be just about a rocket science to, to understand uh, the questions on there um, so it reduces the scope and it reduces uh, your liability as a result of that so a lot of our merchants are are headed that direction uh, we just we just came out with uh, our first solution 
uh, for end-to-end uh, -end encryption. And, uh, um, and I think you'll see a, a lot of people, a lot of businesses going in the direction of both. Um, so end-to-end -end encryption protects the merchant and the consumer from data breaches. Uh, EMV, uh, it doesn't protect from those two things, but what it does do is it stops um, counterfeiters from being able to duplicate cards if they do get uh, data. So the combination of the two is kind of the perfect scenario. Well, that makes sense. And so as a, a business owner, um, is there anything that I can communicate back to my customers, whether I put a little leaflet into their bag to give them a heads up and really be looked at as a community hero again, as many times the independent pharmacy owner is. But is there anything that I can um, do if I was a pharmacy owner to kind of give a heads up to my customers? Well, I think, you know, we're, we're uh, uh, customers are going to be confused, so they're going to need some education. Right. Uh, and I think that uh, creating some kind of a pamphlet with some frequently asked questions um, is a really good idea, and and showing the the consumer that uh, you're very concerned about their uh, the security of their data. People are very concerned about uh, credit card breaches. Uh, um, I don't know the exact stats from Target. I don't know that Target announced it completely, but you know Target admitted and, and that. After that breach over the holidays, people their their sales dropped. Um, people didn't were not uh, not coming back into the store. They were afraid that their credit cards would be stolen again. And of course, they had some huge marketing campaigns around letting people know that hey, we've taken care of the problem and and uh, you're safe to use your cards in our stores. Um, those are devastating types of situations, and and um, so I think that's the direction why. Merchants will be going the direction of not just EMV, uh, but the end-to-end -end encryption, and and then letting people know what that means and how that impacts them. Um, one of the things that I think will be important for uh, merchants to let their customers understand is EMV works different than a, a mag stripe. Um, people are now used to walking in. Uh, and as soon as they start scanning, the, the products start getting scanned, they're used to taking their card and swiping it and putting it back in their wallet. Um, that is not going to work. That doesn't work with EMV. EMV is going to take a little bit longer and people are going to have to be a little more patient. With an EMV card, you actually have to slide it into the slot um, and it has to be in the slot. It has to be left there until um, the, the, uh, the transaction is actually processed. Um, so the because that that microprocessor plays a role in this, so you can't just simply swipe it and then put it put it away. Um, so that'll that'll take some getting used to because people are really used to uh, swipe at any time at this point in time, and it'll take some getting used to for the merchant as well. I want the listeners to understand, um, you know, the the importance of this subject and to reach out to retail management uh, management solutions uh, RMS. If you have questions, uh, these guys are the experts in the pharmacy industry regarding all things uh, point of sale and in this subject as well because they have to be the experts for obviously caring for their customers. Um, very easy to find. You go out to Google, for example, you put an RMS pharmacy, it'll bring up retail management solutions. If you want to go directly 
uh, to their website. It's rm-solutions.com. Um, but once again, Google brings them right up. And then also just reach out to them via the phone. It's 360-438-8276. Once again, that's 360-438-8276. They have a toll-free number, which is 877 767 1060. Once again, that's 877-767-1060. Brad, this is an important subject. I know you guys are always staying ahead of it for not only your customers, but obviously uh, future customers, uh, pharmacy owners who are um, worried about uh, the security of their technology and their customer base. Um, We so appreciate you coming on to give us a heads up about what is EMV and the secure um, aspect of this for uh, credit card and what's happening in our U.S. markets and global markets with um, with credit card fraud. So I extend a, a heart-warmed thank you to you for uh, being our subject matter expert on this. Yeah, you're very welcome. And, th- and there actually is one more point that I need to, to bring out. Um, and this is where there's a lot of misunderstanding um, for the merchant. There's this October 2015 date that everybody's talking about and uh, and a lot of articles uh, talk about um, at that point in time if you don't have EMV then uh, then the merchant becomes liable for any credit card fraud that's not accurate um, what happens on October of 2015 um, is that there is a shift in liability at that point in time um, there's the mis- the misinformation here is that that the merchant isn't already liable. Um, in fact, depending on the scenario, the merchant is very much liable if they accept a counterfeit card. Um, what the October 2015 deadline does, uh, or date does, is all the, the MasterCard, Visa, and American Express have all set that October 2015 is if you process 95% or more of your EMV capable cards as EMV cards, then the liability for um, any of those transactions, EMV only transactions, shifts from you, the merchant, to the brand, well, it's not necessarily the brand manufacturer, but the, the, the whoever has the least EMV capability. Um, which typically is going to, uh, it's not going to be the merchant at that point in time. Um, but that's, that's really not the other way around. It isn't that it shifts to the merchant if you aren't processing. That already exists. So they're, they're saying if you process as EMV, it's, um, then um, those EMV transactions will shift from you basically to them. Um, and it's an incentive to do it. Um, so it's, 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 that's an important piece of information because I think there's a misunderstanding uh, about that liability uh, today. Well, that's a good uh, heads up, and I'm sure there will be some questions. And as you said, it's probably a confusing subject overall. Um, therefore, all the more reason to, um, to reach out to the uh, Retail Management Solutions team to really get the facts and understand what's going on um, and Brad, uh, we appreciate you being the, um, the, the head of that subject matter expert team. So um, 
let's make it uh, you know as easy as possible for our customers not to have to worry about this uh, through doing business with a community pharmacy. And uh, community pharmacy owners, like I said, let's reach out to these guys um, with any questions that you have. And Brad, um, I really thank you for being um, on the show again. You're very welcome. And and we're going to keep our website updated. Um, this podcast can be seen at, or listened to at uh, rm-solutions.com slash uh, podcast. And then you can also, we'll be writing blog articles on this and and, and, uh, um, and have uh, electronic uh, a book online for this. And you can look at that at rm-solutions.com forward slash blog. So we'll keep people posted. And uh, I think that's the important part is that people are, are paying attention to this and we're getting the right information out to as many people as possible. So I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you being here and appreciate all the support that you um, you give to the pharmacy podcast and to community pharmacy. Um, and just to wrap up, adopting EMB, a requirement, not a choice. There's a great article that's written on the um, RMS uh, blog site on this to review. I'm going to post this underneath the, um, the, the today's podcast. You can read more about it. It will have links back to the RMS team so that you can, as a pharmacy owner, you can go back and ask more questions. And um, I very much thank you uh, for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.